1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign.
3: bankruptcy or divorce it just doesn't matter as a matter of fact your job is your ticket to your new vehicle we're auto credit express and we've helped thousands of people just like you Antonio H told us great company got me connected and the day I went in I drove off in the car I wanted 100% worth your time Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just text Finance F I N A N C E to 357911 right now to get started. That's Finance F I N A N C E to 357911. Auto financing the easy way. Text Finance to 357911. <sighs>
6: You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800 910 1370. That's 800 910 1370. Flexible, affordable, relevant. Call 800 910 1370.
1: At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org.
2: Sometimes writers feel lost, unsure why a passage may not be working. It takes another set of eyes to help us nurture our writing into full maturity. At Black Wolf Editorial Services, we strive to enable writers to develop and grow, offering manuscript critiques and line edits through a mentoring editorial style. We also offer assistance on generating a writer's bio, for your websites, Blackwolf Editorial Services nurturing your writing into maturity. For a full list of services, visit blackwolfeditorial.com.
7: You're listening to the Spark Radio Network, internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life, and listen for the spark.
1: Fun doing what you do, Rick. You're my favorite host. Favorite. 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 favorite.
4: I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
7: It's time to hear the truth about America's biggest challenges. You're listening to America Off the Rails with your host, Rick Robinson.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. I hope you're enjoying your Wednesday evening. We are live right here on klrnradio.com. This is what we like to call the fastest three hours of conservative grassroots talk radio right here every Wednesday night. Of course, uh, tonight was a special Wednesday night. We had the uh, the monthly Toxic Masculinity Show uh, with myself, Ordie Packard, and the the one, the only, the conservative curmudgeon. We actually had our first official Babe of the Month, which we're going to start doing as a monthly segment since we only do, do the show once. That's why we're calling them Babe of the Month. They'll be the, the feature of of the show for as long as they want to hang out. The first one was Leslie Dowd. You may recognize her from the language disclaimer that we run from some of the shows here. She's also launching a complimentary show to Toxic Masculinity called Healthy Femininity uh, with her and uh, Jen Homestead, my co-host for Jen and Rick. Uh, we'll be giving up one of the Jen and Rick nights to make that a monthly show as well. Date still, be, uh, date still to be determined because Jen's it's uh, actually about to start her busy work time, so not sure, but we are going to get that started as soon as we can. Now, as promised, before we get on to what everybody else has been talking about today, we need to wrap a few things up. But first, but first, for once, my state's actually in the news for something positive that I that at least I think, I think it is. A lot of people are in here like, oh my God, it's the Wild West. <laughs> That's right. So for those of you keeping score at home... Under our last governor, Mary Fallon, who I met on multiple occasions, seemed like a really nice lady, uh, had the worst approval rating of any governor in the state, or actually in the country, sorry, as she was leaving, Uh, but again, met her, seemed like a really nice lady. She uh, was going to come on the show after I did the SRLC when it was here local in 2015, and then... uh, Basically, she heard a show where I was railing on her about some of the things she was doing around then, and I got a polite call from her PR guy saying she was no longer interested. Yeah, wah, wah, alright, so anyway, so Governor Stitt today um, actually signed constitutional carry into law in the state of Oklahoma. Now that's a big deal because the, uh, the House and the Senate here in Oklahoma have been trying to do that for a while. Um, They actually tried to pass it while Mary Fallon was in her lame duck term. She vetoed it, but she waited until basically the very end of session to veto it. So they couldn't come back and try to do anything about it. Um, because session was over. So Governor Stitt made a campaign promise and he actually was telling everybody that if I get elected constitutional carry is one of the first things that I wanna try to do. And that's pretty much exactly what he did. He went to the legislature, said, hey, if you put that through again, I will sign it. He signed it today, meaning that Oklahomans now have full access to their second amendment rights again. Now for everybody that's freaking out about that, just remember, there are still background checks involved. You can't buy a gun without clearing a background check. So for everybody's like, Oh my God, there's a, it's the Wild Wild West. Look, criminals don't follow gun laws. And for everybody that's freaking out about the, the concealed carry training, uh, I've been through the concealed carry training after I went through other variations of different law enforcement style firearms training courses. Let me clue you in on something about the concealed carry training. They basically want to make sure you're not pointing the gun at your face, that you know how to load it, and you know which way to point it when you're pulling the trigger. Other than that, they really don't care. So you're paying a hundred, you're paying money to the OSBI for a background check, which you don't really need because you already cleared the background check to be able to buy the gun in the first place, or you wouldn't have the damn thing. And you're paying extra money to get a license that is a, that basically the state is saying, okay, you you are proficient enough with a firearm that we can give you this piece of paper that we're charging you for so that you can exercise your constitutional rights. I've always had an issue with that. And for those of you who don't know, I had a badge and a gun for nearly 20 years in one form or another. And I've always had a problem with it because at the end of the day, the... Only people The only people that really want to carry weapons 90% of the time are either breaking the law already anyway, or they're proficient with a firearm to the point where they don't need any extra training or extra licensing. Now I know that a lot of the, like the FOP around here and everybody else have been having a really big issue with constitutional carry. Get over it. The world is changing and we want our constitutional rights back. That's part of the reason why Kevin Stitt was elected in the first place. So far, I like pretty much everything that he said. We're not going to get into too much of it here because when I do actually get the launch over on KOKC, we'll actually be doing a more local-centric show for at least a portion of it, and then we'll do the national stuff and then take callers and a few other things. Speaking of which, uh, starting tomorrow, the station actually has a call-in number. So from now on, when America Off the Rails is live, I will be the only one that will be doing this all the time. It's going to be up to the host. But anytime this show is live... And if it says it's live, it usually means it is because if I'm if I'm taking the, the night off since we don't really stream anything that isn't live, I don't usually worry about putting anything up because I just send out a tweet and say, hey, pick your own. Um, listen to your favorite best stuff. But starting tomorrow night, anytime the show is live, we will have open phone lines. Um, you are welcome to call in. It is a 405 area code. So if you don't have a cell phone, it may cost you a bit to call in. That's up to you. Uh, we're not i'm I'm not paying your phone bill for you so if you're trying to call from a landline try to make sure that it's local or you have unlimited calling through your phone plan if you have a cell phone doesn't really matter whoever you call it should be free anyway um but i will give that out um not right now because like i said the phone lines aren't open there's a glorious thing about that though because i actually found out on this program that i'm using for it as the kind of virtual call-in screener where i can see who's calling Um, there's actually the option to pick your hold music, so anybody that tries to call in when the phone line's not active is gonna get rickrolled. To me, that's just amazing. Alright, but anyway, uh, so enough about Kevin Stitt, uh, let's, actually, you know what, let's go ahead and close out... Uh, The other topics that we've been talking about for the last two days So if you haven't been listening for the last two days I do encourage you to go back and listen to the Monday and the Tuesday episode first We took apart AOC and we talked about how her Green New Deal is basically just another way the Dems have tried to find to Repackage redistribution of wealth We've also talked about abortion and how Al Gore back in his is I'm the king of global warming days actually put out a memo talking about the fact that abortion was actually a way to do population control because third world, third world countries were were reproducing too rapidly. The, the, the Earth's population was not sustainable. And the only way that we could control it was to get uh, abortion, health care, is, is exactly what he called it, abortion or uh, female health care, uh, more prominent in first world countries. So what we're going to do, because we haven't done it yet, let's talk about Agenda 21, because that's actually where all of this stuff ties from. So Agenda 21, some of you may not have heard this before, is a non-binding action plan of the United Nations with regards to sustainable development. It is a product of, of the Earth Summit, UN Conference on Environmental and Development held in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil in 1992. It is an action agenda for the UN other multilateral organizations and individual governments around the world that can uh, that can be executed at local, national, and global levels. The 21 in Agenda refers to the 21st century and has been affirmed and had a few modifications at sub- subsequent UN conferences. Its aim is achieving global, sustainable development. One major objective of Agenda 21 is that every local government should draw its own local Agenda 21, Uh, Should draw from its own local agenda 21 agency since 2015 Sustainable development goals are included in the agenda now 2030 So Guys just just to break this down for you is as succinctly as I can without going into Alex Jones territory What we're talking about with agenda 21 is sustainable growth for the planet How they're talking about maintaining sustainable growth ties right back into the things that we've been talking about for the last two shows. Agenda 21 is a gateway to a one-world government. That's their plan. They want a centralized government. They want it to not be or not have America at the head. That's why they have all of these plans in place that are to basically destabilize our government. Everybody talks about George Soros and all the crazy things that he's been doing. We taught him how to do those things. He was a weapon for, for democracy for a very long time. He went into company, countries that we felt uh, did not adhere to our our way of thinking, and he basically used the tactics that he's using against us now to destabilize them and bring them down. And now that it, that that weapon has been turned on us through this agenda 21 plan because here's the thing guys if you just just track it with me here so after world war one they really that it was called the world to end the war to end all wars they really thought there was never going to be another war like it ever again anywhere because it was that terrible so just a few short years later they're in the middle of world war Two. So they start coming up with, once World War II is wrapping up and everybody everything's starting to return to normal, they start coming up with these plans to bring people together. They start forming coalitions like NATO that eventually becomes basically, I mean, NATO's still a separate entity, but it's kind of the whole backbone idea for the United Nations. And then they come up with this idea of tying everybody's economies together. Have you ever wondered why when China's stock market crashes, ours isn't too far behind? There's a process they've set in place now. Anybody remember the term mutually assured destruction? That was the idea where, you know, at that time, uh, the USSR and US had nuclear weapons, but neither one wanted to fire off at the other, no matter how much we were mad at the other, because it would eventually lead to the annihilation of the planet. So somebody came up with this idea called economic mutually assured destruction. Our economies are all connected like spiderwebs. I've heard this question asked over and over and over again, and it's why did we stop fighting to win wars after World War II? We fought to a stalemate in Korea. We fought to a stalemate in Vietnam. Everything that we've done since then has been police actions. And there hasn't been anywhere we've said, you know, in the words of Bill Murray, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. No, we don't do that anymore because we can't. Because if we completely destroy an enemy, the way that we did with Japan and Germany in World War II, then the entire world economy would collapse. That was step one, getting our economies interconnected. Step two was establishing this monstrosity we call the United Nations, that has now decided that its primary function is at some point going to be the one world government of the planet Earth. And they, in their wisdom, decided in 1992 that since global warming was such a threat. Now, just please remember, in 1970s, it was global cooling. Late 1980s, early 90s, it became global warming. Now they don't know what the hell to call it, so they call it climate change. But they've come up with this idea that we, and you see this in movies like The Matrix and everywhere else, we're we're not actual... We're not considered organisms, as far as they're concerned, for the planet. We're considered more like a cancer. Or another way to look at it is like locusts, because we don't blend in harmoniously with our ecosystem. We basically come in, we destroy it, we turn it into what we want, and then it's basically a mess. Now, I'm not saying everything that they're saying is wrong, because we do have a a bad problem of making messes. But what I am saying is everything the Democrats are trying to sell you on right now today, everything from single payer health care to the Green New Deal to abortion on demand is all designed to make you subservient to the government. Because once they have you from cradle to grave and once you can't fight them anymore, the UN can come in and do whatever it wants or whatever the hell is going to take the UN's place. Who knows? All I know for sure is everybody keeps asking how AOC, who is an apparent moron, when you look at her on Twitter, can be standing in front of a camera today, rattling off these talking points that make her sound like she's got a PhD. It's because she's got, she's having her strings pulled. She's the, she's the person on the front. You know, it, it, you know. Remember the the Wizard of Oz. I don't think I have that sound bite sound bite loaded up anymore. No, I actually got rid of it. But you know, pay pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. There's an entire group behind ocasio Cortez. If you don't believe me, what I would encourage you to do, if you're not doing it already, you should be doing this. But you should go fire at Scott's fire. Uh, go fire. Go follow at Scott's fire on Twitter. She actually writes for the Resurgent. She's been doing a ten-part series that actually outlines some of the very things that I'm talking about right now. I don't know how she and I manage to do this all the time, but we wind up being on the same page within a day or two of each other. Because I've been ta- I've been thinking about doing this before she even started writing the articles. Because I- I've been doing some behind the scenes digging myself and looking at some of these pieces, and it's just it- it's it's crazy how everything is really fitting together and it's coming up to a fever fever pitch at this point. It's insanity. The fact that we, I mean, think about this for a second, because when the abortion argument started, it was, well, we don't want women having abortions in dark alleys with rusty coat hangers. So there has to be some sort of medical oversight of that procedure. But the point of that procedure is that it's supposed to be safe, legal, and rare. We've now gone to, from that to, well, a woman should be able to have an abortion pretty much whenever she wants. It's her body. It's her Right. Now we've gone to, well, now, not only should she be able to have an abortion whenever she wants, we're going to have these over the counter instant conception, instant conception, killer pills, you know, the morning after pill. And now, now none of that's been good enough. None of that's been good enough. So now we have states that are passing or that that have put laws into place that allow children to basically the, the children that were attempted to be aborted that by what nothing more than what I would be able to call a miracle have survived are now being shoved over in a corner and left alone to die. For everyone who keeps looking at me and saying Donald Trump is the devil and I can't understand why you're supporting him, it's because he may be the devil. But whatever's worse than the devil, that's the Democrats right now. Because when you're talking about a human life, a child that was born alive, a child that didn't ask to be brought into this world, a child that was created because two people decided to come together and have a good time for a few minutes and damn the consequences, is now being left to die. And that is now legal. Not only is that now legal, but they're now giving them the option to euthanize the born alive aborted baby. Now, these are the same people that tell me that euthanasia to a convicted murderer is inhumane, but to a child, it's fine. Now, I told you last night, because I've, I've had a bit of an epiphany when it comes to to the death penalty, because like all conservatives, when I first started, I was pretty well pro-death penalty. And everybody was like, Whoa, oh, you're, you're, just, you're just a mean, evil person. Let, let, let me clue you in on a few things. I'm still really, when it comes right down to it, I believe at the end of the day that the death penalty is a good deterrent. I also believe that there are certain people that once they've committed such heinous acts, there, there's nothing more than to send them to God and say, here I am, what have I earned? And let him deal with it. But at the same time, as I've started interviewing people and talking to groups like the conservatives, uh, there's a conservative group that actually opposes the death penalty. They're actually just called the conservatives against the death penalty. I actually interviewed them at CPAC in 20, what was it, 26, 2017? Yeah, no, yeah, it was 2017, because I didn't go in 18. Now we're not going in 19. But I interviewed them in 2017, and... I started looking at some of the numbers and it's, you know, when you, when you look at the numbers, you know, it's like one in 50, they usually find out that's been executed was probably innocent. And you first start looking at it. You're like, you know, that's 49. That's, that's an A grade, right? I mean, you know, we only, we only got it wrong once. Well, that's great. Unless you're the one. Or the family of the one. So yeah, my my, my philosophy on the death penalty changed a little bit. Until we're 100% sure that they've done this thing. Especially with some of the things that have happened in my state. Some of you probably don't know a lot about it. But that's something else I will probably bring up on a later show. Because there's all kinds of really weird things that have come out about how Oklahoma's handled a lot of things. Like our, our rape kits and things like that over the last few years. And we're probably going to talk about that in an upcoming episode. But the whole this whole thing you know is just so so i so i can i can honestly at this point i feel i'm i'm being the most consistent because i don't want children to be killed before they're born and at this point since we aren't 100 percent sure that everybody that we're putting to death has actually committed the crime i'm saying maybe life in prison isn't a really bad idea because if we find out they're innocent we can always let them out it's not like we can call Jesus down and say hey remember that thing you did for Lazarus can you do that we, we screwed up with this guy can you can you just you know do your thing yeah no that that, that that won't work but yeah so that's where we are in a nutshell for everybody you know like I said there's been a, there's been like two hours worth of content on this so far so I'm only spending about half the show on this um so this is basically just to button it up go over agenda 21 let you know what their whole ideas were and where all this stuff is actually coming from is from that organization now it stems out from tons of other places and there's lots of people behind the scenes that have made it basically plug- and play what I'm wondering is when we're gonna get something like that going on the right and I've actually kind of started talking to people about ways to make that happen so um because there are tons of organizations that are just like yeah send us your email and all of a sudden they've got materials and pamphlets and everything they need is just right there they don't they don't have to pay for any of it but we don't really have any of that and and at this point we need to we should have had it a long time ago all right so the last part of the show is probably going to take a bit so we're going to take the break a little bit early uh this is america off the rails i'm your host rick robinson we're going to pay a few bills but we will be back before you know it so stay tuned we have reached the bottom of the hour and we'll be back with you here in just a few minutes don't go away
7: stay tuned Things are going to get real interesting. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network. My son was in the
6: Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University.
5: Whether we realize it or not, everyone has been impacted by addiction. We all have family members. We all have friends that have faced this demon. But there's hope. There's hope in recovery. There's hope when we work together to rise above the plight of addiction. I'd like you to join Mac Mullings every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. on Rise Above Radio around KOKC 1520 AM, where they talk about the hope that is available to all of us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is America Off The Rails. I'm your host, Rick Robinson. We are live right now on klrnradio.com. Again, I hope everybody's had a great Wednesday. It is hump day, that's right. We're halfway through the work week, just two more days to go. Come on, hang in there, we're almost there. All right, speaking of almost there, before we get to the main story of the day, which of course is gonna be Cohen, I have to talk about something else that came across my feed right before I was, right when I started to pull audio. So we're gonna get this queued up here real quick. Uh, this is actually Representative Dan Crenshaw, and it's a breakdown of why the Dems Universal Background Check Bill was a terrible idea.
4: everybody, so we're going to vote on H.R. 8. This is the Universal Background Check Bill, okay? First I want to help explain to everybody what Universal Background Checks actually mean. They, what they don't mean is this. They don't mean background checks at a gun dealer. That already happens. That's already absolutely required. We all agree with that. What they do mean is that you can no longer transfer a gun to a friend. You can no longer let your girlfriend or boyfriend uh, use your weapon if you leave and they're at home trying to defend themselves. They would be made a felon if they used that weapon. This is a pretty big overreach. And also, we have to ask ourselves, will it do any good? You know, what incentive do criminals have to actually comply with this law? Because it does need to be self-enforced. That's a big problem. The other issue is, and I talked to Houston police about this quite a bit. The, the other issue is, when we see gun violence, where do these criminals get the gun? And they answer, well, they stole it. They either stole them or they bought them on the black market. So if that's the case, and what's also the case is that all of the tragedies we've seen, whether it's Parkland or Sutherland Springs or or the Thousand Oaks tragedy or Sandy Hook, none of those would have been prevented by HRA. So we have to ask ourselves the question, if we're going to infringe on people's liberties, what are we doing it for? If it's not going to do any good, if it's not going to actually prevent tragedies, why are we infringing on people's liberties? That's what this bill is about, and it's really important to research what universal background checks actually mean. Thanks.
5: All right, so there you have uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw talking about why HRE was a terrible idea, and so he he keeps asking this question over and over and over again. If we're going to infringe on people's liberties, and we know it's not going to do any good, what are we doing it for? I can answer that for him. It's for the feels, but it's also because the Democrats know nobody's really paying that much attention to what's in the bill. All they hear is universal background checks. That's just like, cup. What was it? Two about two months ago. I we use WeTransfer a lot around here because I work on a lot of different projects so we're always sending files back and forth to each other and for like three weeks straight every time i went to go open we transfer it was talking about and they were partnering with some other group that i'm not going to mention and they were talking about how 97 uh, percent of americans support universal background checks they wouldn't if they actually knew what they would what they're doing and that's why he's talking about this stuff here these laws that they keep bringing up would make it impossible for anyone but you or you as the registered owner of your weapon to ever be allowed to use it. Them even carrying it if it's registered to you would be a crime. Not to mention if you leave the home and the gun that you have bought for self-defense in your home is there, and your significant other, your girlfriend, your son, whatever the case may be, has an intruder, and they kill that intruder, based on this universal background check law, they would be a felon. Now you tell me this isn't about a backdoor way to make sure that people can't use guns. And this is why I'm saying we have got to be vigilant at this point. There have been too many things going on for too long that we have not paid attention to. We didn't see the long game with abortion because we weren't paying attention. We didn't see the long game with universal health care because we weren't paying attention. We have given away on our own too many of our rights. You know, the the thing that keeps driving me crazy, uh, not to backtrack, but I am for just a second. I keep hearing over and over again how a woman should have a right to do whatever she wants to do with her own body. I keep flashing back to the opening line of the Declaration of Independence, that we believe all people are created equally, that they are born with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're talking about now the Democrats basically wanting to deprive one of the prime things that was listed in, our, in, in the opening of our Declaration, Declaration of Independence, and nobody seems to care. Now while all, all that's been going on, we also have today Michael Cohen, who has uh, decided to grace us with his presence in the Congressional Halls. Um, I have, Well, this is actually just a list of kind of the greatest hits, and then I have some other th- stuff that I wanted to play as well. So here's uh, the greatest hits from today. I couldn't find some of the audio that I wanted but a piece of it's in here, so we're going to expand on it once it's done playing. Here we go.
3: He asked me to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair and to lie about it to his wife, which I did. The president claimed he knew nothing about these payments. His ethics filing said he owed nothing to you based on your conversations with him is there any doubt in your mind that president trump knew exactly what he was paying for there is no doubt in my mind and i truly believe there's no doubt in the mind of the people of the united states of america
0: here's what i see i see a guy worked for 10 years and is here trashing the guy he worked for for 10 years didn't get a job in the white house and now and now you're, you're behaving just like everyone else who's got fired or didn't get the job they wanted, like Andy McCabe, like James Comey, same kind of selfish motivation after you don't get the thing you want. That's what I see here today, and I think that's what the American people...
3: Mr. Jordan, all I wanted was what I got.
7: Was Ivanka, Jared, or Don Jr. still involved in the, in the Russian Tower deal at that time?
3: The company was involved in the deal, which meant that the family was involved in the deal.
7: If Mr. Trump and his daughter Ivanka and son Donald, Donald Jr. are involved in the, in the, in the Russian-Trump Tower deal, is it possible the whole family is conf- conflicted or compromised with a foreign adversary in the months before the election?
1: Yes. Yet the Democrats' witness to testify before Congress today is none other than a scorned man who's going to prison for lying to Congress. Let that sink in. He's going to prison for lying to Congress, and he's the star witness to Congress.
6: When you call Donald Trump a cheat in your
1: opening testimony, uh, what would you call yourself? A fool. You're a disgraced lawyer. You're a pathological
3: liar. You don't know truth from from, from falsehood. (laughs) Sir, I'm sorry. Are you you referring to me or the president? I did the same thing that you're doing now for 10 years. And I can only warn people the more people that follow Mr. Trump as I did blindly are going to suffer the same consequences that I'm suffering.
5: All right, so there you heard some of the uh what I call the best of hot takes from today's uh congressional hearings. The one I want to back up to real quick is you know the guy there in the middle that was talking about a uh, a person who was scorned, and that he's that he's a convicted liar. That guy was my hero today because basically, if you can if you can go find it, and if I can find it, I'm actually going to find it and put it on our on. Well, I was going to say on our website, but our website's kind of under construction right now, so we're not using it very much. But anyway, so. <laughs> it it just it reminded me it was one of those things where if this was a movie he would have been walking towards the door while he was yelling back at everyone and just tossed a match behind him lit the whole place on fire and shut the door because that's basically what he said this is a farce we're here listening to a convicted felon he's been convicted of lying to congress and yet here he is now testifying in front of congress so here's my thing with all of this and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave you with this then we've got to take another break because I I realized my rant in the beginning was so long we skipped one so we gotta play catch up now but so here here's here's my thing for all of it and I do mean all of it if this is the best the Dems have if after all of these months of digging and scraping and finding everything they could and this is the best they have as a taxpayer, I want my money back. I'm Rick Robinson. This is America Off The Rails. We'll be right back.
8: These are the times that we'll try.
6: will try My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call
3: 800-910-1370.
6: My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but
1: even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools. The following message contains a special offer for listeners of this station. Are you a man over 40? Are you constantly looking for the nearest bathroom? Do you wake up multiple times a night to use the bathroom? Right now, Perfect Prostate is sending out free bottles of their groundbreaking new formula to listeners of this station. Perfect Prostate formula was developed by medical doctor Mitchell Fleischer, and its ingredients have been clinically studied to reduce your frequent nighttime bathroom visits and promote healthy urine flow. Right now, preferred customers get their first bottle of Perfect Prostate absolutely free. There's nothing to lose. Perfect Prostate is guaranteed to reduce that constant urge to use the bathroom, especially at night, and promote healthy urine flow. Don't wait. Call now for your free bottle. Just pay shipping and processing. Dial 1-800-675-0251. That's 1-800-675-0251. Supplies are limited. One free bottle per household. Call now. Dial 1-800-675-0251. That's 1-800-675-0251.
8: Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps stand ready to defend the American way of life. The few, the proud, the
5: Marines. Hey folks, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine, Dr. Richard Harden. We are on the same mission, which is Waking Up America. We just have different paths. So stay tuned for some information on how you can keep up with Richard and all his work.
7: Visit Richard's website at raharden.com. That's the World Wide Web at r-a-h-a-r-d-i-n dot com. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see and
1: purchase his books.
5: Right, folks, welcome back to the program. We are running short on time, so we're going to have to speed up to get through the rest of this. This is the other cut that I wanted to play from the testimony, fun time. so here we go.
0: This might be the first time someone convicted of lying to Congress has appeared again so quickly in front of Congress. Certainly, it's the first time a convicted perjurer has been brought back to be a star witness in a hearing. And there's a reason this is the first, because no other committee would do it. Think about this with mr cohen here this committee we got lots of lawyers on this committee this committee is actually encouraging a witness to violate attorney-client privilege mr chairman when we legitimize dishonesty we delegitimize this institution we're supposed to pursue the truth
5: that was the uh the minority committee member of the house um mr meadows i believe and I agree with pretty much everything he just said, because the scariest thing about this and so say what you want about Trump, Cohen, all of it. The most embarrassing thing, in my opinion, for Donald Trump, um, and I'm going to paraphrase this. Actually, it was an idea I already had, but Varick put it in the chat earlier. <laughs> but so I'm going to give him credit because I don't want him to. Think, well, I said that first. Um, but so anyway, a credit where credit is due. I read it around the same time I was thinking it, but the most the most embarrassing thing for Donald Trump, I think, at this point, is that Cohen was ever his attorney in the first place. But and I, I didn't find the audio for this, but I, I want to back up for, for one other thing, and this I'm just going to have to talk about because, like I said, I couldn't find the audio. So at one point during, I believe it was in his opening, Cohen talked about how he had had Trump's back for 10 years and now he had done the heavy lifting and the dirty work and done everything that he was asked to, but now he he was ashamed that it had taken him so long to realize that Donald Trump was a con man and a liar and a cheat and all these other things, and that now he's openly ashamed of that fact that he worked for him for as long as he did because he was specifically asked, if Donald Trump was so bad, why did you work for him for 10 years? It's not like you had to, You're an attorney you could have went and found a job elsewhere why didn't you do that his response was i don't really have a response for that i can just tell you that i stayed for as long as i did because i was mesmerized by donald trump he he was hypnotic so you know let let all that go because we're gonna fast forward about 15 minutes and then so somebody brings up the fact that some of the things that he's saying today in congress in front of Congress don't match what the, uh, the New York prosecutors have on file for him because there's all kinds of text messages with his friends talking about how he was fairly certain that once Donald Trump was elected, he was going to get a prominent spot in the white house and he was going to get this and he was going to get that. And none of that ever happened. And he kept saying over and over again, well, I didn't ever really want any of that to happen. And so then they asked him, well, it will, the text to say one thing, you're saying something else. And his answer was, I talked it over with the president. We had a meeting in the Oval in his office with another attorney. And I said, Mr. President, this would be the person that you could bring on as your lead counsel for the actual white house section of things. And then I can remain your private attorney so that I can do the things that still need to be done, whatever those things may be. And the the white the White House is free and clear of it. Blah 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 yada yada yada. Then he goes on to say, you know, a lot of other presidents have had their own private counsel still. And I w- I was honored and proud to be the uh, chief counsel to the president of the United States, even if I didn't officially work for the White House. So which one is it, Mr. Cohen? Were you ashamed to be working for Donald Trump, or were you proud to be working for Donald Trump? One of those things cannot be true at this point in your life. So which time were you lying? Now, let's get down to brass tacks about a lot of this. Because this is my biggest problem. Congress cannot take anything that Cohen says on face value. But Rick, but Rick, but Rick, he's got checks, Rick. He's got checks showing that he was paid from Trump and from the Trump foundation. You can't tell me that's not proof, Rick. He's also been convicted of forging documents to a bank. So again, how can Congress believe a word that this lying son of a ever says? Because we know he lies. I mean this, this this bit right here might as well just be just be constructed specifically for Cohen.
6: You're a liar. You're a liar.
8: You know something that you're not telling us. You slimy scumbag liar.
5: That's what I felt like. I mean I basically did scream that it on Twitter today. The first thing I said was oh my god. Michael, and I, uh, I actually added him with it. I said, Michael Cohen is a lying liar who lies and he's sitting in front of Congress right now lying some more and nobody's calling him on it. That's just like the whole thing where they brought up the disclosure form that he signed. that said he had no foreign government connections. And then he's like, well, I thought that specifically meant no actual foreign government connections. And that's why I said no. And the dude's like, do you want me to read this to you? And then he didn't do it. So I really wish he would have done it because about 15 minutes later, a Democrat gets a hold of it and says, this is actually what it says. And it says it's specifically talking about ties to foreign government entities. And then so the other guy who tried to fire the shot before comes back and says, yes, but one of the people that he claims to be in business with is a bank that is 85% owned by that government. And yet he didn't disclose it on the form. And then she's like, well, while we're on lunch, if you need to, you should review that and amend your form. (sighs) This is what I mean. There are double standards everywhere. The Democratic Congress is encouraging an attorney to violate attorney client privilege because they want to get Trump so badly. But I have a question. Why do they want to get Trump so badly at this point? I thought the Mueller report was going to, to, to exonerate their hunt for the truth about Donald Trump and this Trump-Russia collusion. And they were going to prove that the only reason Donald Trump got elected was because Vladimir Putin was pulling the strings or otherwise it would have been Hillary Clinton. They don't have it. They don't have it. That's why they're scrambling around right now trying to find anything that they can to throw at Donald Trump. So let me give you worst case scenario, because this is where we are right now. Worst case scenario, Donald Trump either resigns and Pence becomes president or Donald Trump is impeached. They somehow work a deal with the Senate for them to call for an unseat vote and Pence is president. They're not going to be able to declare the election null and void. Now, of course, the Democrats are going to do the victory lap and be like, Ah, we got Trump. We took him out. We told you guys he was a lying scumbag. It's only a matter of time before we get Pence. But again, there's nothing there. Don't even get me started with Fruit of the Poison Tree. Because we've already pointed out, over and over again, on pretty much every show this network and channel does, that this whole thing started on a lie. And if Michael Cohen was half the attorney he was pretending to be in Congress today, he wouldn't even be up on charges. At least not for anything that had to do with Donald Trump. And honestly, he probably could get everything else thrown out. Because all he had to say was the only reason you guys got this was because you lied to get the FISA Warrant, therefore everything you found is invalid! It's really that simple. The Democrats have nothing. I have been telling you this from day one of this investigation all I want to know is the truth if it turns out that Donald Trump somehow made some backroom deal with Vladimir Putin to get the White House I'll be the first one to pick up the pitchfork and a torch but it ain't there they have been looking now for three years it's not there. I'm tired of having to have this conversation. I'm tired of the Democrats bringing back this conversation. That's that's another thing I heard today. The Democrats have been doing the work of the people. We've we've filed bills for reunification of families that were separated at the border. We're trying <coughs> Pardon me. We're trying to get universal background checks done. We've already talked about that at the beginning of the show. Do you want a background check system set up that makes sure significant other a felon if they have to shoot somebody? Because I sure as hell don't. And now we're getting to the bottom of the truth about Donald Trump. Let me tell you something. If you're somebody that already hated Trump, you didn't hear anything today that you didn't already know. If you're somebody that loves Trump... Then you didn't hear anything today that you didn't already know those of us that are in the middle are still going show me one ounce of proof just one show me something that makes sense because look guys I have to be a a million percent honest at this point. I don't give a damn if a rich guy paid off a woman after he slept with her to keep her from blackmailing him. That makes her nothing but a high-end call girl, in my opinion. And they pretty much both already were, because they're both freaking porn stars. I guess one of them was. He's married to a porn star. One of them is a porn star. I don't know anything about the second woman. I don't really care. These things were decades ago. I don't care. Somebody asked me today if, if, if I thought there was video... Of Trump banging Stormy Daniels and I said my god I hope not there's not enough eye bleach in the world because I'm a guy I don't want to I don't even want to think about the idea of there being a video of Donald Trump naked banging Stormy Daniels sorry had to share it alright folks we are just about out of time believe it or not Um, we're actually gonna we've gone so long we're gonna skip the last break of the show because it's just been that kind of show What can I say? I have been talkative tonight. All right, so this is America Off The Rails. I am your host Rick Robinson. We typically do this thing every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So we've got one more show this week. Uh, The schedule does vary a bit. On Mondays and Wednesdays, we do 10 p.m. Eastern. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do 11 p.m. Eastern. I was actually trying to do 9 Eastern for a while, but the crazier the day job gets, the less easy it is for me to actually get in here and do show prep. Quick enough to be able to give you guys a good solid hour's worth of content. And I got tired of feeling like I was phoning in my own show because I hate that. So we'll be back with you guys tomorrow night. Uh, Don't forget, there will be a double shot. As far as I know, Jen will be back with me tomorrow night to finish off the week. And then I will be back on Jen and Rick. And then I will be back with you live right here on America Off the Rails. (coughs) Pardon me. If you missed any of tonight's triple shot of what I like to call the best conservative grassroots talk radio. Anywhere on the planet, then I do encourage you to go back and check out the podcast versions. Most of the shows are available on Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, FM Player, and iHeart. Toxic Masculinity, now that we have two shows in the bank, will be being submitted to Spotify in the morning. We've got to, we've got to, we can't do iHeart because we don't do the show often enough. Not yet, anyway. At some point, we might figure out a way to make that happen. I will also get it submitted to iTunes over the weekend. I figure iTunes and Spotify for right now are good enough and I'll get us over on Stitcher. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night. Thank you so much. A lot of you have been hanging out with us for the last three hours. That's a long time to be glued to your computer screens, your tablets, and however you decide to listen to this show. I just want to thank you for taking the time to do so. I will see you guys tomorrow night. And remember, until I see you again, in the words of Bill S. Preston Esquire, be excellent to each other. We'll see you guys tomorrow night.
8: My credits count.
1: I'm ready to take classes from a university that will help me build on my experience to prepare me for the future. A
7: university that will make me feel supported, encouraged, and connected.
1: Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today.
7: Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's
0: Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the.